You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and uh, we had a chat some time back with uh, the Children's Museum in Ireland, and it was fascinating. We had Magellan McAllister on, and she told us about what they do. And I was just so surprised that there was such a thing as a children's museum. And it was then fascinating also to learn what they get involved in and how they, uh, what they represent. One of the things that I tripped across that the Children's Museums are uh, looking at, they've been doing, is encouraging young people, children, to be creative in their writings. And the Irish always have had a history of producing fantastic writers. So the thing is, how do you nurture them? And particularly in this day and age where you have devices and so many things are come in one form or another and they can push buttons or they can listen to podcasts. So to encourage children to actually pick up a pen and paper and to be creative in their writing must be a challenge. And it must be a challenge in the classroom. Well, the Children's Museum are holding a Bloomsday writing competition. And uh, that is, um, you said, well, for Bloomsday, now we're talking James Joyce. We've gone from kind of just encouraging kids to want to pick up a pen. And you who speak a case of make up a poem. <laughs> but, but we're going, taking the full leap. Let's become a literary icon with James Joyce. I have Matt Fogarty with me. Matt, Matt is uh, pulling all this thing together. Matt, tell me about the writing competition. Hey, Austin, how are you? Great to talk to you. About the, um, about the writing competition. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's been organised by the Museum of Childhood Ireland with um, Marsh's Library. Marsh's Library is a, um, a library that's preserved um, as it was when it was founded in 1707 in uh, Dublin City. Uh, but the general idea behind the competition is fairly straightforward. Uh, so it's inspired by Joyce's Ulysses, famously takes place on one day, June 16th, called Bloomsday, obviously. So with that in mind, uh, we're inviting young authors to write about one day in their own life, real or imagined in their own part of the world, and in their own voice. It's open to uh, anyone aged 15 or younger. So in effect, so, what, I'm, yeah. what I'm hearing in a way is you're encouraging somebody to just write a journal for a day. Well, really what we want them to do is to kind of, um, uh, it, it could be a journal piece. We've gotten a lot like those in the past. It can also be an imaginary piece. You know, we had some pieces as well that were um, some that kind of, what do I say, um, kind of memorialise special days, um, some that were really ordinary days, you know, just going to school and things like that, and others that were kind of um, so fantastical that you can tell that there was a bit of imagination in there um, as well. But all excellent, you know, really, really excellent work. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see what, what comes in. So we, that's why we like to keep it open with the one day in your life, you know, because it's, it's, um, uh, it's not overly prescriptive. And, of course, instead of Joyce being a barrier, it's just using it as a ticket. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you get that. It's not it's um, it's it's consistent with Joyce's work as well. You know, there's a lovely balance between uh, simplicity and complexity in there as well. You know, so it's it's uh, it is in keeping with, with Joyce's work as well. You know, as, as complex as it can be. Um, you know, there's everyday experiences uh, always at the heart of it. Well, you mentioned there that you've had interesting stuff coming in the past from the real to the fantastical. And of course, the great yep. thing around young brains is they're well able to imagine the fantastical and yep. there are no boundaries. There are no limitations that life tends to put on us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was struck by one of the ones that we had um, from last year, one of our shortlisted entries. 
um, she uh, she was picked up by somebody and, and brought to the doll. And uh, when she got to the doll, uh, it was a secret entrance downstairs underneath. And this was the real doll. And they were kind of working to counteract what was going on upstairs. And it was all about climate change. And it, it was just fantastic. You know, the, the detail, all of those stories can be found uh, on the website. We did a, an online exhibition with all the shortlisted entries and, and what the judges thought of their work, a couple of sentences. Um, so you can find all that on the, uh, on the website from James Joyce 21. So I can see that that writer would get immediately employed by the Watford Whisper News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and it was really good. And a lot of humour in it too. Really, really, really good humour, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. When you say something like that, that, you know, because I always say the great thing about creating a story, something like that, if you're going to make something up, you need to make it up so um, it needs to be adequately credible. That the fantastic absolutely. goes out the door and you say, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. That was wonderful. So, and that's just one example. We got a lot like that. You know, the overall winner um, was very, um, uh, Adis, who was homeschooled in, in County Meath. Um, like, really, really, you could tell that, that, um, uh, that he was at least familiar with, with kind of Joyce's work, you know, conceptually. There's a lot of really interesting stuff with, with um, stream of consciousness and headings and uh, really, really interesting stuff. It was obviously built into um, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the things he was learning at home, which was super cool, yeah. So, there, Matt, I mentioned, you know, that the modern kids, uh, and I see it with my grandkids, you know, there's, on one side, one, one of my grandkids has read Harry Potter, loves it really got into the books and next thing I hear they're looking for chapter books various times but the challenge is with the modern world that so much is on devices um, the struggle is how do you keep people and kids how do you train them and encourage them and what kind of feedback do you get for that kind of concept um, well I think um, the, the, the really the best way to um, to kind of address that is to incorporate it, you know, and not to not to kind of work against it, you know. So we get our entries, and um, they're handwritten sometimes. It can be a um, it can be a photograph, you know. We'll take them like that. Sometimes they're typed up, um, but I think you just have to accept that that um, that that's part of the um, part of the landscape, you know, and it's part of how these things are created. And as much as you know, we might like to think of 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 um, of writing in the way that it's always been done. I mean, these new possibilities open up um, lots of uh, lots of options as well. You know, uh, we've already just from from uh, from this year's, which only launched last week, we've gotten uh, two entries from Sri Lanka um, already. You know, and this is this is um, partly because we have technology. You know, is a, is a is a key part of it. But we've done other things like that as well with uh, inspiring you Ireland, um, where we we did a, a I love my boots. Um, composition and it, it was really um, it was uh, Esther James who was uh, on the education team for a long time um, she she um, she worked with inspiring us with this idea of why kids love their boots you know and, and we really opened that up uh, to um, songs video clips all of these um, and it was through the pandemic just to just to keep um, kids in touch with what they love about sport you know um, so that, that that was really cool but that's what we try and do is kind of um, uh, yes we want we want children to be writing and we want them to be creative. But we have to, I think, be mindful that these are. Uh, this is part of the um, the the creating process now, and it's it's all good, you know. When you mentioned that, what struck me as you were saying it was, of course, dramatically, Eula says, just doesn't exist. Like, and that's sure. one of the great things that way. So, if you're holding Ulysses out as being saying, "Well, you know, here was Joyce. He wrote this thing." If you're looking for English grammar, it isn't in there. So, when you write a piece, you don't have to be so grammatically accurate. 
Absolutely. And again, it's those kind of natural parallels, like the idea of stream of consciousness, you know, and kind of um, writing as it, because uh, of course we don't think like that. You know, we don't think in, um, or at least I don't, grammatically correct sentences or whole ideas. You know, it's, it's, um, it's really like that, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, in a way that is the, uh, the human experience, not in the, in the way that we, uh, we often, you know, present ourselves outwardly, but that's, uh, that's probably a better reflection of what's going on under the, um, underneath. You know, and, you know, kids are, um, kids can really channel that, you know, and, and young adults too, you know, don't you're just using the word, um, kids. I don't want to put off anybody closer to the 15, um, year old age mark, you know. Right. So Matt, you mentioned you already have two entries in from Sri Lanka. So in previous years, how far flung did the entries come from? Yeah, well, I mean, to, to answer that really, we just um, need to go just back a little bit to where it came from. And I really, cause I mean, it started really the brainchild of, uh, Dr. Amory Darcy. Um, who's based at, at, at Trinity College, one of our guest judges uh, this year. Um, she's a medievalist um, by training, she would say herself, but she's a fully-fledged Joycean by, uh, by passion. Her book, um, Joyce in the Middle Ages, is forthcoming with Oxford University Press, and she's given a keynote at um, the Joyce Symposium this year in Dublin. Um, but in 2014-2015, she was the primary investigator on a uh, exhibition at Marsh's Library um, called uh, Joyce apocalypse and, and exiles I, I did some work on the um on the latter stages of that project uh, when it was being digitized to, to kind of track the impact of it and things like that and one of the things i did was was uh, visited schools with with Amory darcy to promote this um dubliners as it was at the time writing competition that's how i ended up getting involved on a voluntary basis with the museum um, so we visited uh, fifth and sixth class students, 11 and 12 years old, to talk to them about Joyce, read them a little bit about Joyce and talk to them about this idea of writing the story of their of their own experience. And so we got a lot of interest that year, mostly from the from the schools we visited, but really all Dublin based. Um, and again, Marsh's library was was involved in that again. So last year we did it um we had interest from a little further afield. Uh, because obviously we, we, we had more interest from around Ireland again. Technology was was. Um, was it was really helpful in that regard, but it was impossible to visit schools with the pandemic and all these things. Um, so we had good interest from from around Ireland uh, on that front, and all of those are are um, are available. The shortlisted ones, as I mentioned earlier, are available. Well. But this year, um, we're really uh, ourselves and marshes, and of course Anne Marie as well is, is involved. She's on the uh, the judging panel, um, and uh, we're really trying to push it beyond. You know, so two from Sri Lanka in the first week. That's not too bad at all. Now, hoping oh. a few from Canada and beyond oh. with your help, Austin. Thanks oh, again. Hopefully. Now, I have that perennial question. Have you read Ulysses? I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I have. My, my relationship <laughs> with Ulysses is, um, yeah, I, I came across Joyce um, in the second year as an undergraduate, read a portrait of the artist as a young man, and I kind of simultaneously was, was uh, developing an interest in... Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, the German 19th century philosopher. And um, so I was thinking about these two things together. Um, so I had to do my undergraduate dissertation in um, third year. And I knew we were going to we were going to read Ulysses then. Um, so I thought this is really interesting. I'm going to do the undergraduate dissertation on Nietzsche, a portrait of the author some young man and Ulysses. But of course, this was before I, I'd read Ulysses. I signed up to do the, the dissertation on it. Um, so I didn't really know <laughs> what I was getting myself in for. But I was signed up for it then. But um, yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, I'm happy, happy to have done it. Glad to have done it. I did my doctoral uh, dissertation on Frederick Nietzsche and W.B. Yeats, James Joyce and Samuel Beckett. So I can't say I regret the choice. But um, yeah, I mean, 
it can be difficult to uh, to read Joyce for sure. I mean, it is complex um, in parts. But I mentioned earlier that balance between complex and, and simplicity. Um, for all you can you can take those philosophical approaches that I mentioned uh, to it. Really deals with really um, really human, um, really universal things like love, betrayal, irreconcilable grief familial estrangement that's just to name a few you know so i mean it's one of those i guess you you can pick it up you know you just have to accept that there will be times when you get lost i think that's okay you know you kind of um you find your way back but it's it's more i would say it's more of a um an experience <laughs> than an activity you know and it's i mean what have you got to lose really you know it's mm. it's um i think what puts people off is is maybe they think oh well, I have to find the meaning or I have to kind of, um, and sometimes it's about um, finding the bits that you find funny, finding the bits that speak to you. And if there are parts that you don't really understand, I know I watch some uh, TV shows and some uh, some movies from time to time. I lose the plot for 10 or 15 minutes and then something happens and I pick up the thread again. It's fine. You know, <laughs> you don't have to, um, <laughs> you don't have to get all of it in any specific way. You know, you just have to enjoy it. I've been listening to a lot of um the book on one uh, on late uh, with Carl Murray's show because it's Nora Barnacle uh, at okay. the moment and it's going on. I guess it'll be, I think there's another few days or a bit more of the reading because I think that is the uh, Ireland Reads books or the Dublin Reads book at the moment. Uh, fascinating, fascinating yep. to, to get that story and how she has approached it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm part of that kind of really vital work that's going on to kind of um, to reevaluate um, the position of, of women who were kind of um, in, you know, at the center of these kinds of stories and at the center of these um, um, of these pivotal moments in history. You know, and they're, they're there all the time, you know. So. So, um, yeah, I mean, that work is is uh, critically important to, to really understand. You know, to fully, I think Mary Wollstonecraft was, was uh, famously made the argument in the 18th century that, uh Equality, real equality for for men and women, um, wasn't just advantageous uh, to women. It was advantageous to society because you're really um, eliminating half the population from, and you know, you're eliminating uh, a lot of talent, a lot of positivity, and a lot of productivity um, and unique perspectives when you do that. So, yeah, I think it's it's important work, and yeah. So, Matt, housekeeping, uh, website, dates, uh, format, etc., and I know the yeah. pri- prizes. <laughs> um, so, do you want to give us the, the housekeeping details? Yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the breakdown. So it's um so it's five hundred words or fewer, five hundred words or less, <laughs> depending on how, how formal you want to be. It's open to anybody fifteen years or younger. We're asking people to write um, young adults to write about one day in their own lives, real or imagined, in their own part of the world, in their own voice. Um, this year, thank, thanks to the uh, School of English Drama and Film at University College Dublin. Uh, we have some prizes to give away. So for the um, the overall winner, we'll receive a 50 euro book token. The second place author will receive a 30 euro book token. The third place author will receive a 20 euro book token. And the school attended by the first place author will receive a 100 euro book token. So we're really hoping to encourage schools to um, to take part at a, at a kind of a class level. Um, so that's that's the idea there. And the hard decisions this year will be made by our, our guest Joycean judging panel, as we did last year. So this year, as I said, we have Dr. Amory Darcy from Trinity College, Dublin. Uh, we have Dr. Richard Barlow, who is a Joycean based at Nanyang University in Singapore. Dr. Catherine O'Callaghan, who is another Joycean. She's based at um, the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. 
and uh, Ambassador Daniel Mahal, who's the Irish ambassador to the US, has just published a book, um, uh, Critical a Reader's Odyssey, the Ulysses, a fantastic book. And um, so he's on board as well, which is brilliant. Um, uh, he gave, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, he's a really, really, uh, um, great guy and it's great to have him involved in this, yeah. And the website again is? Oh, so, so the website, so if you Google, um, Bloomsday Centenary Writing Competition, um, you will find that easily. Uh, the website is uh, museumofchildhood.ie. There you go. Matt Fogarty, it's been a real well, Museum of Childhood step. Ireland, .ie. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, right. yeah. But Museum of Childhood Ireland, you'll find it for sure. Thank, thanks a million, Matt. It's been great chatting with you. No matter. Great talking to you.